Welcome to the Earthy Bee Podcast. Here, I talk to fascinating people who work in holistic health, clean living, and fields related to circular economy. These may not seem related, but I see them as interconnected. I learned this from you guys, my readers and listeners. So many of you have told me that your own personal journeys often begin with a desire for healthy and meaningful lives. And this desire often leads to wanting to know how to leave the planet healthier than it is today for ourselves, our children, and our grandchildren. So these are the topics I discuss. I hope you enjoy it and find it useful. Talking to Stephanie Connor. She's the host of the Kiddos in the Kitchen podcast and the voice behind the blog kiddoscook.com. She's also a content strategist and one of my favorite former editors. She owns Active Voice Communications, which you can find at theactivevoice.com. Um, and quick plug for that, I love it. Um, lots of great grammar tips. I use it all the time. So big fan of the Active Voice, which has nothing to do with with the cooking with kids, but really a good one. So, um, hi, Stephanie. Hi. Hi. I'm excited to have you on. And, um, I just wanted to give a quick little thing about why we're talking about cooking today. Uh, this is a, I usually talk about clean living and holistic health and circular economy and just wanted to tie all this together because food choices um, are talked about a lot when it comes to environmentalism. And um, a couple of reasons is a couple of things from Drawdown is that uh, the number three solution to um, climate change is reduced food waste. Plant number four is plant-rich diet. Number nine is silvopasture, which I've written a teeny tiny little bit about, but one of these days I'll write more, and regenerative agriculture. And um, these are some things that I think are really important for us to just understand in terms of uh, the choices that we make. And also, I'm a huge fan of just the idea of systemic change. I think that there's a lot of things that need to happen within the system, um, but we can also make some of these choices ourselves. And so every day we go to the grocery store and every day um, we are cooking. And sometimes we're cooking with our kids, uh, which is what I'm going to talk to Stephanie about today. So um, great. Okay. So then I wanted to just ask you real quick, if you could explain, Stephanie, why did you start Kiddos in the Kitchen podcast and Kiddos Cook? Where, where did this all come from? Yeah. So, um, my son, uh, was diagnosed with a slew of food allergies when he was about 10 months old. So he couldn't have dairy, eggs, nuts, peanuts, or soy. And, um, what, I was discovering and I was breastfeeding at the time. So I wasn't eating anything he couldn't have. And so it was very hard for us to eat out as a family. Um, plus he was new to food. So I was trying to introduce him to foods, but um, I had a lot of restrictions. And one of the things that I thought a lot about was what happens if he doesn't grow out of these allergies he's going to have a very hard time with eating if he doesn't know how to cook for himself. Um, and I know that he was just a baby, but it was something that was in my head a lot. Um, you know, there's a lot of soy in um, foods that you buy at the supermarket and uh, in restaurants. And so, you know, those foods were off the table for him at the time. Um, so uh, we were spending a lot of time in the kitchen. And then really around the time he was 18 months old, I got one of those kitchen stands and brought him in and just had him 
I mean, it was mostly play at the beginning, but I wanted him to just grow up knowing that cooking is just part of life and I wanted it to be integrated. And so I started writing about it on the blog because it um, it was not the idyllic experience <laughs> that I had hoped. Um, and I, I needed that creative outlet. Um, and then I never I didn't share it for a really long time. But once I started sharing it, so many people were telling me that they had similar experiences. They had picky eaters. They had um, you know kids who wouldn't touch a vegetable and they didn't know what to do. Um, and so I felt like this was an important topic and one that people are affected by and passionate about. And I um, decided that I really wanted to tell stories other than my own. The blog was really my experience and, you know, what I was learning from cooking with my son. Um, but there are people out there who know a lot more about food and know a lot more about nutrition than I do. And I wanted, I wanted to share their stories. So um, the podcast was born. <laughs> um, it seemed like a way to be able to try a new medium and, um, and get new, new voices. Um, I out. love that. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. I know that this is actually one of the topics that I talk to my mom friends about all the time. Um, we really all are trying to figure out how to get our kids to eat healthy. We want to eat healthy, of course, as well, um, and feed our families in a healthy way, and also to get our kids to um, to want to eat healthy. And how do we do that when we have busy lives and uh, picky eaters. I have certainly a very picky eater in my house and that makes it tough. And I can only imagine what it's like when you actually have food allergies on top of that. Um, it just seems like a tough one. It's hard. It's really, really hard. Yeah. And I think that this is something that a lot of families are struggling with because everyone wants to do the best thing for their kids. It's just a matter of, of how do we do that? And I think that you, um, I, I, what I really like about listening to your podcast and, and everything that you create is really just that you have applicable tips about um, how to get kids involved. And I love that. I know that my own kids, they are super involved in baking. They're all about, let's make some <laughs> It's like so easy to get them involved there. Um, and I try to, you know, we try to use healthy recipes and I'm a huge fan of chocolate covered Katie. She has some really good stuff where it's like, you know, she uses a lot of fruits and vegetables and beans and all kinds of alternatives in her, in her baked goods. But you know, still there's a lot of sweets in there. So I think that this is great. I really want to hear all about, um, just how to get kids into the kitchen. And today we're going to be talking specifically about holidays. Uh, and so if you could, uh, you know, if you want to start yeah. it off, with just, <laughs> how do you do, how do we do this? How are we going to yeah. do this? Giving and <laughs> just, yeah, you know, I'm already starting to think about it. Like, okay, how are we doing this? I want to get the kids involved. They're old enough. They should know how to chop some stuff, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. Well, so I will say that when it comes to healthy cooking, um, this is an area where the food allergies um, that were so challenging in the beginning honestly, were something of a blessing. Um, because one of the ways that we 
often make vegetables, for example, more palatable is we add cheese and butter. Um, and I can't, I can't do that. Um, so, um, you know, I can't do casseroles, um, in the traditional Mm -hmm. way. So, um, our Thanksgiving dinners and, and I really didn't host until, um, my son was able to eat. Um, and when I said I'm hosting Thanksgiving, uh, all of my Thanksgivings, the only dish I play straight are the mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. I don't really eat them anyway, but everybody likes a real mashed potato with cream and butter. <laughs> so I don't mess with that. But everything else on the table, my son can have. Um, yeah. And so when you take away um, dairy and eggs <laughs> from the equation, um, sometimes you just end up sort of having to cook with olive oil, having to cook more simply, um, mm-hmm. having having to rely on herbs and spices for your flavor as opposed to butter. And I love butter, but <laughs> if yeah. I can't, but if I can't have it, um, it sort of, it gives me a little leg up on the, on the healthy front. So, so I will say that. Um, but I think, I that. Yeah. I think, that, I think that herbs, herbs in, in just my experience yes. is that herbs are such a great way of just adding some flavor and it doesn't have to be sp- strong. It doesn't have to be like a spice. Um, so I'm always trying to get my no, kids. Yeah experiment with a little bit of herb and just, you know, oh, we grow some stuff outside. Just take a little nibble. You know, it's all right. I know it's green, but you know, take a little nibble, see how it tastes. And they're usually like, oh, sure. Yeah. 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 I think that's part. So part of, um, I think part of bringing them into the kitchen is building some of that excitement. So I, I really like being in the kitchen. Um, the only thing I don't like is the cleanup. But yeah, I I love to bring my son in. And I, I love to start – we've already started talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> so Aww. like okay. I – and, and uh, you know, I feel like we have um, – we've created an environment where there's joy in the kitchen. And it's something that he doesn't look at as a chore. I mean, he really does want to be there. Um, now he's five, so this could change. Um, and I'm dreading that day, but, um, but right now it's something he really looks forward to. And it's something that, um, I'm very mindful of the attitude that I have when I go into the kitchen. Um, and, and I've certainly fallen down on this from time to time, but I really do believe that the attitude that I have, he absorbs, um, so if it's, oh, I hate cooking, that's how he's going to feel. Um, mm-hmm. but if I bring out, you know, food magazines on Sunday and say, let's meal plan for the week, this is really fun. Look at these pictures and tell me what looks yummy. Um, he's absorbing some of that, that joy and looking forward to helping prepare the meals. Um, I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. And I think that it was one of your guests, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that said something like, before you get into the kitchen, take a deep breath mm-hmm. or prepare, you know, and just mentally prepare yourself for what it is that's for making this a fun experience, you know, so it's sort of calm down. Because by the time that we get into the kitchen, a lot of the time, at least in my house, we've already had kind of a busy day. There's usually, we're usually coming home from a sports activity or some kind of an activity and it's like, okay, 
we just got to get the food on the table, you know, and I tend to freak out <laughs> during those hours because everybody's hungry. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, we're hungry, mommy. And I'm like, ah, what do we do? So I thought that, that tip was good of just take a deep breath and just, you know, it's yeah. going to be okay. Well, and, you know, and I always notice when my son says something to me and I think, where did he get that? Uh, probably from me. Um, mm. You know, they absorb so much of just just through observation. And so we can say, oh, yay, we get to cook. But if our actions in the kitchen don't line up, they notice that. Um, and so I think that that, that attitude is a big part. Um and the other thing that I've really noticed recently with my son is he wants to have responsibilities. He's not just there to play anymore. He's old enough now to actually do something. And part of the thing that he takes pride in is actually having been helpful. He wants to feel valued and useful. Mm. And and I have a I have a story that I think illustrates this. Um, so we were walking to school one day this week and, you know, I'm already talking about Thanksgiving and, um, and I learned he's not going to have school the day before Thanksgiving. And that's a big cooking day for me. Um, mm-hmm. and so I said, well, do you want to play with your friends that day or do you want to help make Thanksgiving dinner? And he didn't even think about it. Oh, I want to help make Thanksgiving. And so we started talking about like, well, what are we going to make? And, um, I haven't gotten him to pick a veggie yet, but <laughs> um, but we started talking about the pies and um, are we going to make apple or pumpkin? And I said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make the pie crust this year. And he said, why not? And I said, well, it's it's a lot of work. And he said, well, mommy, I'll be there to help. Aww. And it's one of those things that, you know, my heart melted because he doesn't know that it's actually harder with him. It it actually takes longer <laughs> and is messier and <laughs> with him there, but he has helped make pie crust before and he feels that he has, you know, mastered that <laughs> and he believes yeah. and he and he does believe that he is making a contribution and I think that kids want to feel useful and I think that's made a difference. Oh, I completely agree. I love that. That's just so sweet because I do feel like there is that as a mom, you're like, oh man, I just want this to, I just want to get this done. And you guys are making a mess. And I mean, I feel that all the time, especially Mm -hmm. even baking. I mean, we definitely bake a lot. And uh, yeah, there's always this like, oh, please don't make a mess. Right. (laughs) And you're like, and you're like, there's flour and sugar everywhere. And it just would have been easier if I'd done it myself. But that's not but that's not the point. <laughs> nope. The point is that they got to love it. I want them to love, to love it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they see all the ingredients and, and all of that stuff. I do feel like that's where the value is. Cause then they're seeing what's going into the food that they're making where it's like, Oh wow, there's a lot of sugar in this or, Oh wow. You know, what is that? Just those kinds of things are always kind of interesting. Yeah. And when you have stuff out, I mean, I feel like you know, my son, you know, when I, when I started bringing him in, I really thought like, oh, well, if, if he makes the green beans, he'll eat the green beans. And, um, uh, that did not work out the way 
I thought it would. Um, and okay, I was wondering about that. <laughs> no, it doesn't I work. I know that I've done that. I've seen those tips before. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, no, it's a complete and total myth. Um, yeah. But one of the things that I have learned from doing the podcast, and this is part of why I said I needed other voices and experts to have these conversations, but you know, one of the things I've heard a couple of times now from um, dietitians and a feeding expert is that this is that this idea that you know they need to be exposed to the foods like thirty to fifty times before they even consider trying it, and so um, that was a hard number to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really thought it was more instantaneous than that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so while that, you know, love of vegetables hasn't miraculously happened for us yet, one thing that I have seen happen is my son has been more open to trying some of the other ingredients. So as an example, um, you know, we use different kinds of olive oils for different things and he will take a tasting spoon and and try the olive oil and he'll try I mean he had a spoonful of vinegar the other night wow just to see what it tasted like um you know he'll sniff the basil um maybe put it on his tongue even though it's green you know and mm-hmm. and while you know 3 years ago 4 years ago this to call this progress um, I, mean, I would have been really disappointed if someone had told me this is where we would be after all these years of doing this, but it still is progress and um, I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I feel like that is really my, that's the biggest thing I think that we forget is that it, everything is just progress. It's not about, we, it doesn't have to be perfect right away. And that has to do with all things in life, I think it's just- yes make a little project, you know, a little progress, just one step at a time, you know, a nibble on that herb is, is progress and, and all of that even. Yeah. So good. I love that. Yeah. And you know, and he takes ownership over things. I mean, we've, um, you know, he is upset if, uh, he is not the one who whisks his pancake batter on the weekends. Um, you know, yeah. The, his when we roast his um you know we call them Connor potatoes but they're basically roasted yams um if he is not uh the one adding the olive oil and the salt and pepper you know he's like what are you guys doing this is my job and yeah, and that I responsibility that. and ownership that's i mean i think that's a pretty a pretty cool thing to see it really is i love that that's great my my kids are the same way especially with yeah whatever it is that we're baking. They're like, but I wanted to put that in. I want to put that in. Mm-hmm. And when I have kids over, it's like, they are all just fighting over it. So it's always kind of fun to see. I mean, not the fighting, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the everyone wanting to do it. They're not running away from it. They're running. Right. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, so I, so I know, I think that we both talked about, you know, the healthy part. Um, and then, you know, how, how, how can you create these recipes, especially when you have to deal with a lot of different people, right? So for the holidays in particular, you're not only dealing with, you know, what your family is going to be able to eat and your son who has had some food allergies and is also a picky eater. And then you also have to feed the rest of the family. Um, and we have all these traditions that are involved, right? With the holidays. Mm-hmm. So yes. how do you work all of that in to it? 
one holiday meal, and then how do you get your kids involved? I yeah. guess those are the questions yeah. there. Um, so I love that question. So um, I am a person who like I love I love ritual and tradition, and I love that my son remembers that um, that I make his special potatoes, and I love when my sister in law asks if I'm making that one salad I always make. But as a person who likes to cook, I like to experiment too. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, so there are a few things, and I, you know, my son's pickiness. I. I don't focus so much on it. Um, I focus on will there be things on the table he can't eat because I'm more focused on the allergy piece. Mm. Um, I want to make sure that it's all available to him, whether he eats it or not. And I know that some people would say, well, he's never going to eat the green beans. So why don't you just make a green bean casserole like everybody else wants? Um, Mm -hmm. But I want there to be an opportunity. I want this to be a an exposure that could turn into a taste. Um, so I focus more on the the allergy piece from the for the pickiness. As long as there's one or two things on the table that he can have or will have, I don't worry about anything else. Um, even during the week, it's like, hey, if you're not going to eat the salad or you're not going to eat um, the hummus or you're not going to, that's fine. I know you'll eat the chicken. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if that's all he eats that night, I, that's fine. I mean, it's his choice. There's there are things there, um, so I don't worry too much about the pickiness as long as there's something he will eat. And on the Thanksgiving table, I know he'll eat turkey, and I'll know he, I know he'll eat his potatoes. Everything else, you know, I just want to make sure it's possible for him to try. Um, mm-hmm. And I I am a host who I ask if people have. Um, food issues. So there are people in our family who don't do gluten. Um, there are, there are people doing paleo and keto and, um, and I think about those things and I think, well, as long as there's something for everyone, we're fine. And with a big meal, like the holidays, I do, I, I start cooking like three or four days in advance. Wow. I one of those. I really like there there are side dishes on top of side dishes. Like there is there is no way that you can come here and not have something you can eat. Mm. But, Sounds delicious. Yeah, but I'm not but I'm not gonna make a, you know, paleo stuffing. I'm just not. I'm gonna make it mm-hmm. traditional because <laughs> that's yeah. what most people are expecting. And, you know, you can eat the salad and the turkey and um, you know, there will be plenty of options. Yes, exactly. You, it does sound like you have a lot of options and I think that's a great idea because somebody will find something to eat, right? Yeah. And And I always leave it open to bring things. So I, so I, I say to my guests, um, so we invite both sides of our family. Um, I stress that, I mean, most of what we're serving is generally pretty healthy, again, because I'm not using butter and cheese. And, you know, most of what we're cooking is olive oil and herbs and spice based for flavor. And so I say, um, if there's anything that you would like to have, please let me know. I'm happy to take requests or you are free to bring a dish that makes Thanksgiving Thanksgiving to you. Yeah. Like I'm not going to turn away a dish, but I also I I love doing this, and it's you know food is a love language to me, and so I I don't mind doing all the work. I it's 
I'm never going to sit there and assign things to people. But if you really need a green bean casserole for it to feel like Thanksgiving, you either need to ask me to make one or you need to bring one. Yeah, exactly. Of course. I love that. So that's, that's where I come down. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Well, and that's the thing. There's, it's, there's so many people to feed. So you have to, you have to delegate a little bit. Have yeah. People well, have yeah. Well, that's part have. of, right. And that's part of why I, I want to host too, is that I have some control over what my son has access to. Because mm-hmm. if I, if I went to somebody else's Thanksgiving, I mean, there's a good chance and we've had this happen where he can't have anything. Mm. Yeah, and, that's hard. And it's really hard. And so, um, and I don't necessarily think everybody should have to bend for him, um, but we need to know what the options are so that we can bring something for him. Um, and so it just it makes it a little bit easier when um, I'm controlling the menu and when I can tell people, this is my plan, you know, let's figure it out. I mean, I, I would much rather have some upfront, honest conversations um, then have people show up and not be able to eat. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and then that brings up the, the, for me, the thought of how do you get, you know, your son, if you're, if you're cooking for a few days before, um, how do you get him involved in the planning and the, you know, the chopping and the, all of that. What does he, what part of, what role does yeah. he play? Yeah. So there's a few things that, um, that he loves to help do and, um, and, and even has some memory of, I think. Um, so one of the first things that I do during the week is make a chicken broth. Um, and this is a, a broth that we use chicken bones that we've been freezing and saving. Um, and so, uh, he can help, um, chop the carrots and the celery and the onion that go in. So he has a kid safe knife. Okay. I was going to say that <laughs> where I'm, I'm finally teaching my, you know, nine year old where he really now, now I feel good about him using a real knife, but yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's scary with, when they have a knife and, yeah, he has a kid safe knife and, um, and he peels uh, the carrots and um, and then and when he loves putting everything um, into the into the uh, slow cooker or instant pot, however we're doing it that day. So um, he certainly so he understands everything that goes in um, to the broth. And we also do homemade ice cream, and we do a dairy version and a dairy free. Um, and those are really simple to mix up. It's only three or four ingredients. So he whisks everything together. Um, and I pour it in the machine and then, um, you know, he flips a button and it's like, it's a really simple thing, but, um, it's something that he enjoys doing. And again, he has that ownership. Um, and then, uh, this year, uh, we have said he's going to do the cranberry sauce. Um, which is a really simple thing to do on your own. Um, I don't like the canned stuff. Sorry. (laughs) That's my favorite part of Thanksgiving is making my own 
is making my own cranberry sauce. That's the thing that I always make yeah, because it is easy and it's so tasty and, and it's so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's you it know really that's is. something we can do the day before, and then um, we will do lots of vegetable prep the day before, and of course the desserts. So um, does he? So does how does he feel about the vegetable prep? Is he okay with that? Yeah, because that's the part that I think even is, yeah, even though he doesn't eat them. Yeah, even though yeah. he doesn't eat them, he's still on board. Well, first of all, if there's a knife or a, a potato peeler involved, he's mm-hmm. he digs that. Um, and he also, you know, if we get to use a food processor for anything, that's always fun. Yeah, boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, that's great. I feel like my son is same actually yeah and my daughter does not like that but yeah yeah it's um well and then there's a couple of things so we have a um this little garlic press and it's um it's not a traditional one it sort of looks like a little box with a drawer and the blade is on top and you set the garlic on top and then push the lid down and he's strong enough to push it down and then so he can chop or mince the garlic safely. Um, and I do use a lot of garlic throughout the throughout the meal. That's one of my favorite flavors. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, so he can so he can participate that way too. And that's something where he can just I could really set him up with many, many cloves of garlic <laughs> and yeah. and slice and mince all of them, you know, and um and we'll save them for whenever we're ready to um, combine everything and, and start sauteing. Um, so I think really the only time that I probably um, will not have him really in the kitchen will be those final 30 or 40 minutes when everything just needs to come together. Um, but he loves setting the table and the fact that he gets to do a fancy table is actually pretty exciting to him. Um, and then so one other thing that we've done the last couple of years, and it's great for it was great when he was really little. Um, so if anybody has little little kids, um, I go to Michael's and I get these little uh, uh, like Chinese food containers because I hate having so many leftovers. And mm-hmm. and as I've said, I make too much food. Um, yeah. So I I get these little to go containers, and then my son takes uh, Thanksgiving stickers and decorates them. So it's a fun art project for him. And he can be in the kitchen doing that while I'm doing other things like cleaning up our mess from the morning. Um, And then he's also more likely to make sure people take one of those. Because I always say, I mean, everybody takes something. (laughs) Like you don't have to take everything, but take something for leftovers. Um, Yeah. So he can get involved in that way too. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. And so again, many different yeah. things can do. And, and it's more than you realize sometimes. And honestly, like, I feel as though, I, I mean, I will be in the kitchen for eight hours on the day before Thanksgiving, but I'm thinking my son will probably be in there for four. And, wow. Yeah. And, and he will just be over the moon at it. Wow. And that seems like such a nice special time to have with that he'll remember for hopefully for a long time that he spent that time in the kitchen with you. Yeah. And I mean, I hope that that's something where we have um, 
where we just have this, we have this bond and, um, and these memories, I think these memories do form and, um, and you can either make this a time, you know, where mommy was super stressed and no one wanted to be around her because she was making Thanksgiving turkey. Um, or it was a really, you know, wonderful time together. And I, I hope that I'm doing the latter. Oh, I love that. I feel like that's really the, the, I think that's the message that we should, um, we're going to wrap it up, but I want to make sure that that's, I think that's a great message to sort of end on because that is what we really want for our kids, right? I know that we talked about this before, uh, you know, when we were talking about doing this podcast was just that, why is this important? You know, um, why, why is food so important and why is it so important to be in the kitchen beyond just nutrition, right? Beyond that, just from a bigger scale of the generation that we're, the generation that we're raising, um, you know, I know you have some thoughts on that. So if you don't mind just saying, you know, kind of, if you could just close on that, just of what you think, um, the bigger impact is. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, we have, and I think about this a lot, but we, I think we have this danger where, um, our, you know, our kids, I don't want a generation of kids who don't know how to make healthy choices and, um, who don't understand where food come from, comes from and, um, who don't know how to cook it for themselves. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of uh, choices that that we make today are based on convenience. And I get it. I mean, I 100, 100%, 110% get it. Um, but the danger is that, um, you know, kids go off to college and, and, and graduate college and become adults and don't know um, how to do anything but go through a drive-through line. And to me, that is, um, that's frightening. And, um, you know, we already have a lot of health problems that could be solved if we all just cooked at home. Um, and I know it's not feasible in modern society for everyone to cook everything, but I do often think, I mean, how would things be different if, um, if you couldn't buy pre-made bread, if you couldn't buy pre-made cookies and ice cream, and if you couldn't, by all of these things that make life easier, but our health worse. I mean, we would eat, I think, a lot healthier um, and probably less. And, um, you know, again, I know that um, this isn't necessarily something that everyone can do, um, but I think we can make some steps in that direction um, while at the same time having really great opportunities to spend quality time bonding with our kids. Absolutely. I love that. That's exactly, uh, exactly what I believe as well. So great. Thank you. I feel like we should end it on that because that's, that's, I, know, I can talk about this all day if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. So can I, I feel like we've, we've had some good long conversations. <laughs> um, and I feel like this is really great. I think that there's a lot of people who feel the same way. Um, I know that, you know, moms have a lot going on and dads, uh, not just moms, dads as well. Yes, dads uh, too. 
dads too. Um, they have, we all have a lot going on and, um, and it's just, but it can be a fun, it can be fun to have kids in the kitchen and just that there are long-term repercussions that are really good in terms of what we are creating when we're just getting in there. And even if it doesn't turn out to be the perfect meal, you know, it's just, and even if they don't eat the vegetables, yes, it's still, we're still doing something. You're, you're still doing a really, really great thing for your kids. Exactly. Yep. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.